Hello, I'm Jeffrey Mishlove, and today represents something of a turning point in this series of In Presence monologues. You know, when I first began doing these monologues in March, I, uh, uh, it was quite easy for me because I had a lot of, oh, you could say routines in my mind, ideas that I'd given a lot of thought to, people who I was close to that I uh, was happy to talk about. But now I've done 90, over 90 monologues. I think this one is number 92. And so, in a sense, I've run out of the you know, low-hanging fruit, the ones that are easy to pick. Now, so I'm at a point where I can do these monologues with you or for you or with us together because there is a sense that I'm talking to a very palpable audience. People have written to me and said, you know, I thought you were speaking directly to me. Were you sending me telepathic messages? And I have to respond by saying, certainly not consciously, I don't even know you. <laughs> but at an unconscious level, it's hard to say uh, what comes through me. Now, so I'm at a point where I could study. I had thought about doing, for example, a monologue on the cross correspondences. This is some of the uh, potentially most interesting material that has come through uh, purporting to provide evidence for life after death when some of the deceased founders of the Society for Psychical Research created elaborate puzzles in which they communicated, uh, use it because they were classical Greek and Latin scholars, quotes from Virgil and Ovid that only made sense when you put the uh, automatic writing that was being received by channelers or mediums in different continents in India and England and the United States all together. But I found, oh my gosh, that material is so complex and so controversial. How can I cover it in a 10-minute monologue? So, another idea occurred to me, and that is to be really just spontaneous, to channel myself, to be uh, what my friend John Climo, the author of the book on channeling, probably the uh, foremost academic study of the phenomenon of channeling. Speaking of my friend John Climo, I was able to make a brief, very brief audio recording of him in which he basically, in two or three sentences, describes his life work. I'd like you to listen to it now, and perhaps you can reflect on whether it resonates with you and your life's work. I see myself engaged in the work of trying to understand how God works and to do it through all the limitations of human form and cognition. And you fellow gods out there, uh, maybe we can help each other with this project because we are the data under scrutiny. Well, John Climo used to talk about channeling your higher self. And maybe that's what I can do. Channel my higher self to you right now so that you're all going to vibrate up to another level of consciousness as we speak. Well, do you really want to do that? Is another level of consciousness really better for you than the one you're in right now?
I think some of you would say, yes, definitely. Let me have it. <laughs> Let me have it. Others would say, no, I like where I am right now. And uh, others would say, it doesn't matter at all. Whether you're experiencing cosmic consciousness, whether you're talking to angels or communing at the highest throne of the highest deity of the highest heaven, or as the Zen uh, students would say, whether you're chopping wood and carrying water. It's all the same. It's all experience. It's all about being in the now moment. One is not necessarily better than the other. Well, then, why am I talking to you at all? And sometimes I ask myself that question, to be quite honest. I could be doing other things with my time. I could be listening to music. I could be reading books. But I'm sharing with you some of my soul. And the reason for it, uh, as I've stated many times, is that I'm hopeful that in the future there will be a time when people are going to look at this very obscure and fringe material and they're going to say, oh, it's now at the center of our culture. We are building a whole new civilization based on the empirical data and of parapsychology and the accompanying theoretical models of consciousness. We are evolving the human species into something more than just a naked ape, into something uh, you could call uh, homo telepathicus, for example. <laughs> yes, a species of telepathic apes. What do you think of that? Maybe that's what we're, we will turn into. Um, a species of telepathic apes, and it's probably what we already are, but don't realize it. You know, um, many years ago, I used to enjoy listening to uh, audio recordings of Ramdas and other spiritual gurus. And uh, one of the statements that I found quite interesting was this, you don't need to strive for enlightenment. In fact, striving for enlightenment will never get you there because it's the ego that does that striving. And enlightenment is about letting go of the ego. And when you let go of the ego, you discover you don't have to strive for anything because you're already there and you've been there all along anyway. And that's what I suspect is the situation with regard to the uh, naked telepathic apes that we are. Now, surely that, that must seem a little odd because many of you will say, and certainly many people in the population in general will say, I've never had a psychic experience and I don't even believe they exist. We live in a rational world. We do not live in this world of uh, superstitious nonsense that you're promoting. In fact, the promotion of superstitious nonsense leads to all sorts of social pathologies like fascism and Nazism. So, uh, get off of it. You know, let's return to the uh, rational world where we can uh, operate in a clear-headed manner. <laughs> it's tempting, but I guess in my case, I'm way beyond that temptation simply because I've seen too much. I know too much. 
already. I've experienced too much. My whole life has been shaped by, I'd have to say, paranormal forces, dreams that have guided me. Synchronicities. Now, of course, you're not required to believe any of that. It's easy enough for you to say that this Mishlov character has deluded himself. And why not? After all, there are many, many examples of self-deluded people. In fact, it's probably the case that we all have some delusions. That uh, maybe there's not a human being on the planet who is entirely free of delusions. And uh, I suppose if I were in the mood to say, what does this mean for you? I'd say, well, what are your delusions? Think about it now. What are you deluded about? Let go of your delusions. Let go of your delusions and do it right now. Well, if I were to let go of my delusions, how would I be different? I think from the very core of my being, the essence of who I am, I have pursued a career in parapsychology for decades and decades. It's not a delusion. It's a passion. And why I'm here with you right now is to share that passion with you. And why this in-presence is something of a turning point for me is because I'm going off script. I didn't have a topic to work on. I'm going to be more intuitive about it. And maybe as a result of being more intuitive, I'll be able to reach some of you in a little bit of a deeper way. That's my hope. And... I'll leave you with that thought because I'm going to be back again and it's going to be a little different from now on. Thank you for being with me.